Hey everyone, welcome back to we don't know the name yet. Yeah, we're still undecided. Um, we are officially not gonna be Team Licious podcast anymore pretty soon. So yeah. I guess that's that's, that's a, official. No more Team Licious podcast. Yeah, I mean, as of oh. now, that, that might be what we're still showing up as, but we've decided that we are going to be changing our name and then we've narrowed it down. If you follow us on Instagram, then you might have seen already, but um, we are kind of in between two different names. We're leaning towards lashes and legacy just because that's what got an overwhelming response yeah it seems like everyone liked that name for sure but we were also thinking like lash family just because like everyone always when people see us places like it's so funny i mean it, they always it, ask are you guys the lash family are you guys the lash family like it's so funny and um that and or we got like lash familia a lot of people said that which we actually really like that the only pro not problem with lash familia is just that I think that it can, it might be a little bit generic. Like I can almost guarantee that there's other people saying that I know uh, lashes by Kins always says like lash fam, Hey, lash fam. And so I'm sure that's kind of like a, a lot of people use it. And I just don't know that it would like iconically be related to us, if that makes sense. So I'm thinking that, that we might use that in like our tagline, like as far as the podcast goes, but we're leaning towards lashes and legacy. It's not official yet. We got to do a bunch of background stuff because we're not going mm -hmm. down the route that we've gone on in the past. So um, we have an appointment with Rihanna. She trademarks and we're going to go through the whole process of figuring out if if it's available officially for us to use in this capacity. Um, but anyways, yeah. So we're like a week out. A week and a half. From LashCon. About a week and a half from now, we will be checking into our hotel in Anaheim ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and um it's gonna be a crazy weekend because um Hakeem's gonna have the Lash Poppy booth I'll be working with PLA at the PLA, PLA PLA just announced today finally that the secret's out that PLA is actually gonna have two booths so um there's a really high demand because they do private labeling and they do wholesale and stuff like that um they have brand partners they decided to have an entire booth just for that, like to, for onboarding that. And, and then they have their booth for their retail and stuff. And that's where I'll be. I'll be in the tweezer section. And then Hakeem has his uh, Lash Poppy booth, which is right around the corner from the PLA booth, which is really exciting because initially PLA booth was right when you walked in to the, to the hallway. And then Hakeem's, was, the Lash Poppy was way at the, the back. back. Yeah. You know what they say, save the best for last. And so Hakeem was way at the end. And I was literally like, how am I going to be going back and forth it's like from what I, from the square footage, we, me and the other girls at PLA kind of guesstimated like how long it'll take to walk from one end to the next. And it's about like a two, maybe three minute walk. And so I was like, I know that doesn't sound like a lot. Better bring your, um, your running shoes. For sure. Shoes. But when you're walking back and forth all day, and then I'm going to be speaking on Sunday, I'm going to be speaking on Monday. And so it's just a lot. And so now that Michelle I think she was thinking of me a little bit. I think she was like, oh, it'll be closer for Ashley because now I'm literally like 20 seconds away from the, the Lash Poppy booth, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, so LashCon's coming up and we're going to, Hakeem and I will be speaking on Sunday. We're going to be doing our um, TikTok uh, secrets to making money on TikTok, turning your followers into customers, how to leverage your social media specifically on TikTok because it's totally different than Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Like 
if you take all the best practices that people have been teaching for such a long time on Instagram and like how to make money on Instagram, it wouldn't work on TikTok. It would not. In fact, I would even argue that some of the people that are very popular on Instagram are actually kind of flopping on TikTok. Um, and vice versa, people that do really, really well on TikTok don't necessarily convert on Instagram the same. They're two totally different platforms. And so, um, we get asked all the time, like, how do you use TikTok? It's like one of the big things I'm doing with PLA right now is like teaching them it's kind of like a language, like teaching them the language. And so we're going to be teaching you guys that specifically. We're going to break it down into like, if you're a trainer, if you sell supplies, if you do services, um, but we're going to kind of break it down as like in a general way and then tips and tricks for each of the other ones, because we've done it all. Oh, yeah, for sure. We do, we have yeah. had a salon and we had our TikTok during the time that we had our salon and some trainings. Line. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to show you guys all the things. And then on Sunday, I am hosting the panel with Jessica VXO, um, Venice from Secret Lash Studio in Texas. And then, um, Je- I'm sorry, Jessica's from Nashville, Tennessee. And then um, Venice is in, I want to say like Fort Worth or something, Texas, like Northern Texas. And then um, Ariel of Flowers Lash is from Toronto, um, Ontario, Canada. So it's, it's a, it's a really cool group that we have on Monday morning at 9 30 AM, both um, of our presentations Sunday at 12 and Monday at 9 30 AM. Um, both of them will be in the Pacific ballroom room C and D. And so from my understanding, looking at the map, those are the, that's the biggest one. It's two really big ballrooms combined into one. So I got to say, I feel pretty honored that, um, making me nervous now, making me nervous. Yes. So you guys got to (laughs) come check it out, bring your notes and everything. We're going to be giving away some freebies and stuff, which, so it's going to be cool. If you stay the whole time, we're gonna be giving free stuff away at the end. Um, anyways, now that we got Lashcom promo out of the way, um, something that we have both been getting a lot from our followers. Um, and this is from like, I'm talking high to low. I've been seeing in the Facebook groups. I I mean, just like everywhere, everyone's talking about that right now. This is kind of a slow, a slow time. This is the slowest. Some people have said this is the slowest, uh, was it September that they've ever, they've ever had. Well, we're in October now, but yes. Yeah. Like we're already approaching on the holidays. Like we're literally in the holidays, like pumpkin spice lattes are, are already, you know, getting, being sold out. People are showing up to work in like Halloween outfits. Like it's full on. I mean, Mickey Mouse, what is it? Mickey Mouse Halloween or whatever is out. Yeah. Like it, it, we are in the thick of the holidays already. And so this is literally like the golden time for. It should should be like rush hour, right? Literally. Like I would say, I always tell people that the busiest time for beauty services, but especially lash artists is usually October through like January 1st. And then we get like a big drop after that. And then Valentine's day, we kind of pick up a little bit, we get a little bit traction and then it kind of dies again until spring break, which is like end of March, early April. So spring break comes Easter. And it's like a little bit of, you know, people going on vacations and stuff. Little, we get like little, you know, like this, it's kind of like this throughout the year, but the busiest time of the year is October through January 1st. Like that's just, I mean, I've been in the industry 10 years. Hakeem's been 13 years. And that's been pretty consistent. I mean, obviously, aside from the pandemic, when we were forced to be closed, but yeah, that's been pretty consistent. And so anyone who's been in the industry for a long time, you notice probably right away. Like it's the new people, I think, that have only been around maybe a year or two that don't really know what's going on. They think it's them. They think that they should just quit. They think that they suck. Like there's so many things that they're getting in their head because they've never... um, 
experienced a slow time. Right, exactly. And so they don't know what's normal and what's not. Whereas those of us who've been in the industry 10 plus years, we know what's normal. And this definitely, in my opinion, it's- I, yeah, I don't think it's normal. I mean, sometimes, like I said, we get a, a slow time, but it's definitely has been I think, I think slow days and slow weeks are normal. Like, you know, like a, a lot of this, but to be, if you're in a position where, where it's, it's just, just like yeah. every week is getting slower, every week you're getting less and less clients or you're losing people telling you they're going to take a break. Like that's where, if you're talking like a whole month or, or multiple months in a row where you're just like, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. There's a lot of factors that go into that obviously and we can sit here and talk about this all day we wanted to make this episode kind of quick just to give you a really quick win some quick tips on like what you could be doing to stay afloat um if you don't feel your our last episode was thriving or surviving if you feel like you're just barely surviving and your business is not thriving there's a lot of things you can do the truth is like yes we're in a recession and yes people are being super conservative with their money but there is money out there. Like there's still people booking vacations. Like I, this month alone, I think I'll be in four different States. I just got back from New York sure. this weekend. I'll be in Arizona next weekend. We'll be in Lashcon and then we'll come back to Nevada. So I've been in the, in and out of airports a lot lately. And people, I mean, my flights, every single flight that I've been on the it's last full full to the point where they're offering a thousand, two thousand, $3,000 to people who are willing to like take Safe. the next flight. Yeah. And so what does that tell me? Like as, as a business owner, Yeah, pe- people are, if they're still traveling, they still got money. There's still, exactly. there's still money going around. And yeah. I'm talking, I'm flying to Scottsdale next weekend. Like, and that's a full flight. I got an email saying it's a full flight. Um, I just got back from New York. I mean, these are not like, um, these are vacation places. Like yeah. these are places that people are not going because they're moving somewhere because it's cheaper. It's not, you know, Lubbock, Texas. They're, they're, go, they're going to go have some fun. They're going out there to spend some money. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and, and the, the flights that I'm getting are not cheap. Like, you know what I mean? Like for classes and stuff. So my whole point that I'm trying to get at is like, there's money still. And so anybody who's out there telling you like, there's no money to be made. Like I disagree. I just have to disagree. You know, like there's money to be made, but it's just not the same way as it used to be in and trying the same old thing that's been that hasn't been working isn't gonna mirac- never- isn't gonna miraculously start start working for you. And so that's where we wanted to just come on and like give you some tips and like some real actionable things that you can do. We spend a lot of our time, I think, on this podcast talking about like mindset and like marketing and stuff like that. But those are like long term things, right? Like working on your perspective, working on your attitude, and like uh, working on. Um, your marketing strategies and sales strategies, those are great things to do, but those are not things that like happen over like, right. But there are some things you can do to get clients in like this week, next week, there are things you can do. And, um, it just, I guess it's taking it back to the old school. Like if you're one of those people that's really scared or nervous on social media, we know we've been there. Like is not, I know you guys might think like, Oh, they have the podcast. They go live, like all this stuff. They speak on stage. And I just want you guys to know, like, it's not easy for us. Like every time we have to have pep talks beforehand. And you guys won't even know Ashley has to pretty much almost kick my ass every time. Pretty much. (laughs) I literally have to like push him over the, the edge because he, and then, and, and the funny part is when I'm doing it for him, I'm kind of doing it for myself too. Like he, I can't let him know that it's kind of like one of those things, like as a parent, you don't let your child know that you're like stressed out about money or whatever. It's the same thing. Like I'm nervous too, but we can't both be freaking out. And so I kind of just maintain and I just pretend to be the strong one. 
but it's the same thing. Like we are nervous to go on social media, but we do these things because we have business to run. There's other things I don't like to do. Like I do not like cleaning toilets. I don't like doing dishes, but when it needs to be done, you so, do it. Yeah, someone's, like, someone's got to do it. Your kids got to eat. They need plates to eat it on. You know, like you're having company. You got to <laughs> scrub that toilet. Like there's things I don't necessarily like doing, but I do them because they need to be done. And it's for, I guess, the greater good or whatever. But I think like that's the bottom line. Like, I'm sorry if you don't feel comfortable on social media, but there are other things that you can do. Hakeem was talking about when, you know, when he had the barbershop and things were slow. I mean, it got slow sometimes, right? Yeah, for sure, yeah. I'd have some downtime. One of the first things I guess I'd always do when it would get slow for my um would be uh just honestly start cleaning out my station, making sure that my if my, I mean unless my station was super clean, which probably I'd be, wasn't. Would probably, I'd be lying to if, if I said if I told you that I that I was super clean all the time. But uh, that's the first thing I would always do. I would clean out my station, blow you know get, take all my tools out, make sure I cleaned every single drawer out. You know, especially if you if you guys know cutting hair, hair gets in everything. So. It, it was all kinda, the crevices so it's kind of tedious which is kind of cool though like i was telling actually like as far as like even when you're in the salon like when customers would come in the people would come in for walk-ins and stuff they would see me cleaning my station that would really make me look really good for the new people walking in like all oh, this guy little do they know you haven't cleaned it in three months yeah. but all they know is you're cleaning it today yeah for sure yeah so that, yeah that, and if i was choosing who was going to cut my hair with these sharp blades like I would want it to be the clean guy. Yeah, for sure. You know? So that that would be that's one of the first things I would always do. My boss used to always say when I work at the grocery store, he would say, "If you got time to lean, you got time to clean." And it was so annoying. I used to hate when he said that, but it's true. Like it it gives off a very professional look. Now, granted, if you're in the lash industry, you may not be getting walk-ins. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you're on social media. You can post yourself cleaning. It pretty much does the same thing. The same like thing, yeah, for sure. And, you, and then you're letting your the people online know that you're clean and you keep your your job. Um, you. Yeah. I mean, you, even, take it, you take your job serious. Exactly. I think like, that's one of the big things that we're missing in this industry. Honestly, I don't want to like go off too much on a tangent, but I do want to touch on this. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but that's one of the things I think our industry is kind of lacking right now. I think I don't want to say, cause I'm going to sound like an old lady. I don't want to say it's like the young, the youth are so much. I don't want to say like, Oh, the young people are ruining it. No, <laughs> but more so the, the people who got into this industry and never had a job before that, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of people who got into this because straight out of high school, they were on TikTok and they saw like some girls say, I'm straight out of high school and I'm making six figures. Right. And so they jumped into the lash industry with no work experience. Like they've never had a job, you know, not even a summer job. And so this is their first experience with being mm. professional at all. And so they have no, they don't know, you know, they're just like the blind leading the blind, and they're like, wow, I can make however much money I want. And I can make my schedule and do whatever I want, whenever I want. And so I really want to say that I think that this industry is such an, it's like, it's in the infancy stages that there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily showing up as professionally as they should and could. And so with that in mind, I think that that could be why we're lacking some of that, like those little things, because I feel like I was always doing that. Like I always, even though I cleaned my station after my last client, when my new client walks in, I'm wiping it down again. Like those are things to me that make sense. But again, I had like how many jobs where my bosses were constantly telling me, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. But if you have no experience, you've never had a boss before and you're just your own boss straight out of high school. I could understand how something like that, it's so simple, but like it it could be like, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know? 
Why didn't I think about the impact, like showing up as and being professional and letting people see you as this professional person? I think just being professional in general, like it really does help. I feel like a lot of times too, um, I don't want to say all lash artists like this, but I feel like lash artists definitely have egos. Even barbers had egos, but I'm saying like treating people like a, like you're like, lucky to get in with me. And you're lucky to get in with me. I, that, the, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I'll, I'll reschedule you and I'll do whatever I want with you. But if you do it to me, then it's. I'm keeping your deposit. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like that might be. Also, That's been a new that, thing. That might also be a part of the People aren't going to like necessarily feel as bad to stop coming to you. Yeah, if, that's true. If you've always kind of fuck them off a little bit you pretty know? much like if you don't treat them like you're like they grateful matter. like they matter right exactly like you're the lucky one and that's that's the message that you need to remind yourself is that you're the lucky one and i think that also might stem from the fact that we're such a new industry is that there wasn't a lot of lash artists five years ago i mean even just five years ago like yeah. we're whatever 2023 in 2017 there wasn't a crazy amount of lash artists like i remember oh, yeah, for sure. there was only like 10 of us in the whole city that i knew of yeah, anyways i'm sure there was others but like on social media on Google, on Yelp, there were only like 10 of us when I started. And so when you think about it from that perspective, I got busy so fast and it could have easily been a situation where I would have been like, girl, too bad, so sad, but I'm just not like that. But, and I worked other jobs and I know how lucky I was to have built my clientele. But the point is that because the competition wasn't really there, you know, five years ago, maybe that's where that, um, level of like almost superiority complex kind of came in, in a way. Right. And, and I think, and I'm seeing it in other industries too, and I'm not trying to attack anybody specifically. No, yeah, for sure. Cause it happens to the barbers. So I I just didn't want to say it was just lash artists. Cause I know some barbers that Shit, at one point I was a fucked up barber myself. I would, I'd be like, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm running just late. At, just at one point? Just at one point. Towards the end, I was a, a real responsible mm-hmm. barber. But in the beginning, when I first started doing it, I'd be like, you know and what? And by the beginning, he means for the first 10 years of his career, like, by the way. Like first five years. But <laughs> we're, not, but we're not talking about me no more. I'm talking about the last artist right now. I'm just kidding. No. no, I think it's just, like I said, when you, you were only work, you didn't, that was your first real role job too. You worked at the grocery store for a bit. And that's about it as far as like long-term jobs. You, yeah, no. you know what I mean? You I've, on, I've only, yeah. Been I've, a barber since yeah. you were what, 19, 20 years old. And now I'm helping with the lash business. Yeah, so, what, and yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. I don't necessarily mean that you're a piece of crap or anything like that. It's just that when you don't know any better, how can you do better? I've worked jobs like long time and I worked my way up ladders. I've gotten promotions at government agencies where they treat you like absolute garbage for dirt pay sometimes i think like you have to consider yourself the client like how would you feel if they were treating you like that i feel like take yourself out of like your shoes and put yourself in their shoes and be like dang if i if they were doing this to me all the time like would i feel bad about not coming back or would i try looking for somebody else like i know having that level of professionalism that you would want just just being good at lashes Mm -hmm. isn't gonna cut it anymore i feel like saying you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like just being good at any service isn't gonna cut it anymore uh, there's yeah there's too many there's too many people that are that, that are, are doing, good that are doing great jobs and treating people the way people want to be treated this is the girl who never has a problem with getting clients because my people know my reputation precedes me people know that when you come to me you're not just getting good lashes you're getting great conversation you're getting a good friend you're getting honesty you're getting um inspiration like i'm gonna inspire you to be the best version of yourself it's really clean i give you free goodies i remember stuff about your kids like i am texting you you beforehand you respect their time exactly like you say you need to be in and out in 45 minutes bro i'm gonna give you the best set in 30 minutes that you ever had in your life and i'm not gonna complain that you were 10 minutes late like 
you are you you have a you get a video of how to walk in the building before you walk in i have all your questions answered you get a full aftercare kit like i mean when i tell you that i go above and beyond with my service like and since that's since day one like since day one when i was a makeup artist nobody that i knew was doing this but when i was a full-time makeup artist long time ago well, not full-time but when that's all i did was makeup before i started doing lashes I used to give them like a standing facial. Like I wouldn't just like slap makeup on them. I would exfoliate their skin. I would hydrate. I would tone. I would do all the things and put serums on like expensive ones too, depending on their skin type. Like I would ask them questions. I would do the most for my clients that are sitting in a makeup chair, which most people are just slapping on 10 layers of makeup. And so my whole point is that like doing the extra steps. And then this, this is where your social media can come in. Like talk about it. Like, don't be afraid to say the, the extra mile that you go. I know that some of us are afraid to put stuff out there. Cause it sounds like we're being like braggy or it sounds like we're showing off, but, but people like to show off. People like to go to the, to go and tell people that they're good, that their girl does this. Oh, your girl doesn't do, give you a lash bath. Oh yeah. Oh, mine does. Oh, yours. You know, your, your girl finds you. Oh, she charges you extra. If you're late, mine doesn't. My girl loves me. Like People love to say that they go to somebody that does things differently than everybody else. Like, so instead of, I think a lot of times we're just copying what everyone else is doing. And then how are you standing out? Like you better be way faster than everybody else, or you better be way cheaper than everybody else, which you don't want to do. Exactly. And that brings me on to the next thing. Like, I know we gave you a couple of ideas of what you could be doing, but something that you probably know definitely shouldn't be doing. I know this is what I see the most people do. And I've actually even heard some people give this advice to people, but we're going to tell you right now from experience, 23 years of experience together in the industry. When you're going through slow times, one of the worst things that you can do, I guess the worst thing you could do is nothing. I think that's probably the worst thing you could do is absolutely nothing. Yeah, just, that's probably the just worst. Hope for it to get better. Yeah, exactly. Just sit in your room and just wait and hope that someone walks through your doors. That's probably the worst thing you could do. But the second worst thing you could do is advertise that you are lowering your prices, like making it be known that you're so slow and you need to get people through the door that you're willing to work for less because that does a few things. First of all, uh, I mean, from a surface level, it just looks thirsty. It looks desperate, uh, which desperate desperation doesn't necessarily bring in sales. No, because it gives an image that you can't get paying clients. Not that not that you are in demand and that you're the best and you're so professional, they're going to assume that you're not doing very well because you're not a very good artist. And so that's like the kind of like subconscious connection that people make. Um, when I see, I mean, how many times you go on Google or Yelp and they have no reviews and then it says they've been in business for 12 years and they only have two or three reviews. They could be five stars, but if the last review was three years ago, and they've only gotten three reviews in the last 10 years. I feel like people are sleeping on uh, Google too, honestly, like Google and Yelp. Everyone spends a lot of time posting on Instagram and stuff, but you you know that you could post pictures on Google and stuff. So when they go and search your name, they mm -hmm. can see the work that's coming out. So like we did that. I would honestly say that was that is just as important as posting on Instagram. If you have a Google mm -hmm. page, whatever you post on Instagram, post, post it on, on Google. Post it on Google. Make yeah. sure that it's able that they're able to see and your put work. as much of a description as you possibly can. Yeah. I, but back to what I was oh, saying. Sorry, sorry. 
um, is that if it just doesn't look good, if all they ever see is that, oh, you know, $50, $50 off or whatever. I was on Postmates today, actually looking to buy something for lunch. And I saw, I was looking at, I wanted a chicken bowl. And so I was like, do I, there was three different Vietnamese places and they all had chicken bowls. And I was like, which one do I want? And the, one of them had like 50% off or whatever. And I was like, Mm, why are you selling it for 50% off? So what did I do? I went to Google. I looked at the three different places and sure enough, the one with the 50% off has the least amount of reviews and the lowest rating and the least frequent, like the last one was not that frequent. I looked on their social media. They hadn't posted in months. And so my point is that like by, by lowering your prices, it makes people wonder. And so that's one of the things I would recommend you not doing now. I know what you guys are going to say where you're like, well, what if I can't get anybody at my regular prices? Like nobody's booking. You guys are always saying work for free or work for a discount. Yes. Okay. Don't get it wrong. We're not saying don't, not. Yeah. Not to offer a special price, but offer it to someone like directly message them. Yeah. One person or a few privately, privately, whoever it is that you actually want to come through. Like mm -hmm. have a real conversation too. You know, what's a big mistake. I've been seeing people send me messages too, where they're sending like just a copy and paste message. I've gotten so many DMS in the last couple of days saying, what do you think about this? Should I do this or whatever? And it's like a copy and paste message. Like, hi, your name. Um, we have been watching you on social media and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, we would love to offer you, um, a free set or, or a discounted set. Um, if you'd be interested, please respond or something like that. Something super generic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that does not hit as well as if you actually strike up a real conversation with somebody and, and be like, your eyes are so beautiful. I think that this set would look nice on your face. So like, you know, like make that's it still a little forward, <laughs> but yes, uh, get there to at, at a certain point. But I would even say like, if they posted a picture of them, you know, saying like posting a picture of, um, Cabo. And then it says like, Oh, countdown is three, you know, five days from now I'm leaving a Cabo. Right. That would be the perfect opportunity to comment to somebody and say like, Oh my God, like, you know, what are you going for? Is it a special occasion? Like actually start up a real, show them that you care about them and you're not just like selling exactly like just like knock knocking door to door and saying hey do you need knives you need a vacuum like you want to actually show interest in them and then once they respond you can find a way to segue into you know well i'm actually need a couple of you know i'm looking for a couple of girls to do a specific set you can even lie you can say like i really want to do this one set and i think it would look so good on you like hakeem said i think you have the perfect eye shape for it um, if you would be willing to let me do them for you, like before your vacation or before your wedding or whatever it is that they were talking about, but whatever it is they said they were going to do, then, you know, say I'm willing to do it for free. Or if you can, you know, just give me a tip, you know, that's fine. Whatever you, how, however low you're willing to work, you can, you can say, but again, like Hakeem said, like reach out to them directly because the truth is like, and then my favorite, my favorite little thing that I always say is at the end, I make sure to say like, but don't tell anyone because this is just it's for, for you. you. Yeah. Like if my sister-in-law finds out, if my best friend finds out, like they're going to kill me, like, but I just really want to do your lashes. That freaking works every time. Like they were like, Oh my God, you just want me. It, it just works every time. And so, um, and then, but make sure that they know that like, this is for the purpose of like getting model set. So you're going to take photos before, after, during videos, transitions, like you're going to get as much content as you possibly can get B-roll content of you doing lashes, like get a video of your whole body doing lashes on that client, like get as much content as you possibly can, because you can, you know, recycle that. 
But the point is that if you are going to do discounted or free sets, like you really want to be strategic about it and not just like announce to the to world, the world yeah. like I'm so slow. My business is suffering so bad that I'm willing to work for, you know, $5 an hour because the, the other thing that it does that I didn't say, yes, it, it makes you look like, you know, that you can't get people. But the other thing that that, that does when you announce that you're going to be accepting lower prices is it makes people wonder like, like, why should I ever pay you more, more than yeah. if, if you can, if, if you're profitable at that price, right. Why would I ever pay you more? Cause if Apple announced that they're going to have a sale and all iPhones are only $200, nobody's going to want to pay a thousand dollars anymore. They're going to say, well, what if you could fuck? do it for yeah. 200, why would I do it for a thousand? And so that's what you don't want. You won't want people questioning how and why you price things the way you price them. Um, I would say that that's, one of the things that you shouldn't do is just announce that you're going lower. Um, anything else you think that is like not a good idea to do during slow season? Not to do. Yeah. Something that's not going to be helpful to your business. If you're doing, if you're experiencing, you know, a dry spell in your business. I think, like I said, the definitely doing nothing is a, not a good thing to do. And then, you know, really telling people that you're struggling and like showcasing how slow you are. I, I've been seeing quite a few posts of people saying like, I don't know what's going on guys, like stuff like that. Like really kind of like, and I, and I, and this is, it's hard though, because we have these relationships with our clients and we, and we love them and, and we want to be transparent and be honest, but also it comes off as you're trying to get like pity. pity yeah. Yeah. Sure. It kind of comes off like you're trying to like guilt people into booking with you, even if that may not be, maybe you're just being open, maybe, you know, but I just think that that's usually not the best. Like you don't want, you never want people to book with you because they feel bad. One of the things also that's really slept on that I want to say, we'll give one more tip and then we'll head out. Uh, one of the things that I used to do, and I would honestly say that I built besides social media, like one of the ways that I built my business was by um, actually getting out into the world and being social. Um, oh, she's the best at that. Yeah. Like I could be at a grocery store. And one of the things that Hakeem actually mentioned is like wearing things yeah. with your logo on it, with your, with, you know, or with, even, even like your field related, like, yeah, there's like, some really cool like last, like a last shirt that I don't know. Like, yeah, a, we sell lash mommy shirt. shirts. Um, I know that, um, live Bay has like a ton of merch that says like lashanista stuff like that. Um, what's her name? Leola who, uh, bewitching lashes. She has a ton of merch. This is like somebody's bomb ass lash artist, like anything mm. like that, that you can, Oh, um, Maggie, Maggie Kisor sells a ton. Um, what is it? Lash religion. She's got a ton of lash merch. There's so many brands out there. Um, uh, PLA sells like the cups, like the mugs, like let's say you're going hiking or whatever. Like you got, you got a little like, purse. Like there's so many things that all these brands sell that you'd be surprised. It's not just for fashion. It's actually a good statement. It's a good uh, starting point to talk yeah. to somebody, you know, a conversation a starter, starter yeah. for sure. Like that's just going to strike up a conversation to be like, Oh, lashes, you get your lashes done. And you're going to say, Oh, I actually do my own. I actually, I actually do lashes and stuff. If you don't have the money or the time to get lash extensions right now, wear strip lashes. Like you should not ever be seen like this. If you are trying to get lash clients at, at least have strip lashes on. Like you can get them super, super cheap on Amazon. You, you have to live and breathe like what you do. And, and I think that the mistake people make is thinking like, oh, my business is slow right now. So I don't want to put any attention on that. So I don't want to talk about it. What? And I don't want anyone to see me. 
I think another thing too that's different with the lash artists is a lot of lash artists work in their own private salons True. and stuff. And if you're not the outgoing person who's not posting, who's not getting if out, you're not like me. If you're, if you're, and if you're not going out and into the grocery store and talking to the person in line with you, then maybe an option for you too could be go work at a pop and salon. Honestly, yeah. like you, so that way you don't have. We to. We know people who so, have salons that are really busy right now. If you like, just want to show up and work and you don't want to worry about marketing mm-hmm. and putting yourself out that's there okay game, that's okay no you know, hakeem's that guy i'm that guy i'm hakeem not, does not want to be he bought a barbershop that was I already bought, busy i bought a barbershop that was already busy and i got into lashes because my wife had an overflow of clients there was a demand that was already created for me to to take on so i yeah so i kind of was like all right let's take let's do it i've never been the person to kind of just go out there and talk to people now i guess you guys could see me like if you guys see me at LashCon, i'm kind of friendly and i'll talk to everybody but, but even then you're still not selling but yourself even, yeah, but even then i'm not selling myself yeah it's not like you're like oh come to my booth try out our tweezers <laughs> you're literally not that guy yeah i'm it's not. Just not i am yeah. I'm, I'm like oh you're having that problem i got the thing for you girl <laughs> like and that's the, the if you're not, not a that- salesperson, that is 100% okay like we talk about that a lot here like know who you are be be honest with yourself don't lie don't, to yourself. don't think that you're not a a, a boss as a boss as b if mm. if you don't uh if you being don't... a salesperson is not what makes you a boss like being being a being somebody who who does all the things all the million things is, is not what it takes for you to be independent and be successful like being successful means being happy like if you're happy you're successful and Hakeem is super happy working somewhere and then bringing it and he just does, does his job. Like he's super happy with that. And I, I think that that's something you definitely shouldn't be doing is lying to yourself. If you're slow, don't stop lying to yourself, like go work somewhere or, you know what? Okay. Let's say you're, you, let's say you really, really, maybe you had a really bad experience working at a salon or maybe there are no good salon owners. Yeah. Let's say hypothetically, you might be somewhere where you're like, Ashley, I swear I would, if there was any. Well, then, you know what? Also, something you shouldn't be afraid to do is to get a side job that's going to supplement your income. Like, there is no shame in that. Like, Hakeem and I are 100% open. We've talked about this multiple and times. And that might even be a good starting point. Honestly, like, if you get a side job, let's say you go work at mm-hmm. a like a dental, like, I don't know, like a dentist well, office oh, or, like a friend. Or, like, or like a medical, like a... Well, our friend, Fran, she does brows um, and she was like not getting as much as busy as she wanted. I coached her. I taught her everything I could about marketing and sales. I literally walk her through my coaching program, literally step-by-step walks you through like how to write a caption, how to make your post, how to use hashtags, like how to all the things. And she took the program and, you know, it just wasn't for her. And so she's like, actually, I'm going to get a job. She got a job working at a makeup counter. She's a permanent makeup artist. And she started working at a makeup counter. And sure enough, she started getting so many clients at the permanent makeup counter because she was helping them with their brows and then telling them, Oh, I actually do permanent makeup brows. And she got clients. And now guess what? Now she full-time does permanent makeup because now she's just basing off of referrals and stuff. And she's gotten her skill set to a point where she feels more confident to be able to tell people now too, like, Oh yeah, I do brows. like come in for the brows. And so sometimes yeah, you're right. Like, it's not even so much that like, you're not cut out for this. It's more so you need that boost. You need that, like, maybe you're not a social person. So put yourself in a position where you're forced to be social, like getting a job where, and ideally a job where there's going to be women. Don't yeah, go get a yeah, job yeah, exactly. at a car dealership because you're not going to get any business. You're going to get harassed all day by the, by the car salesman. I used to work <laughs> at a car dealership. So, but get a job somewhere where girls go, go to Starbucks. Like, I mean, get a job. Starbucks I heard has really good benefits. Get a job at Target, like get a job somewhere where you're going to see a lot of women at a local boutique. You know, if your friend has a small business, go help her out and, 
I just think that there's so many old school, I don't want to say like guerrilla marketing, but kind of just like the old school, like put your business in front of people. And the cool thing about that is that there's nothing um, better than like an in-person interaction with somebody over the internet. It's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it works, but like, there's a some, sketch. but there's something about meeting someone and getting to know them and liking them in person mm-hmm. to like make them a lot more comfortable. To especially wanna... for the services we offer. Yeah, like you yeah. want to know that you like and trust that person. Yeah. Cause they're going to have their eyes closed for multiple hours and stuff. With sharp tweezers and glue and all that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you can still be doing is the point. Like I know, and none of these really had to do with like talking to the camera, going live, starting a podcast. You don't have to do all those things in order to get your business in front of people. Literally your bare hands and your feet and your mouth is like all you need to, to put your business in front of people. And so, yes, the economy is slow and yes, people are getting more conservative with their money, but all the more reason why you need to put yourself out there and just get a little uncomfortable and do the things that you probably haven't been doing. So we have three more months, guys. There's three more months. There's a little bit under a hundred days left in the year. That's, th- I feel like a lot of people are like, oh my God, the year's almost over and I didn't <laughs> hit my goals, you know? And like, everyone's so depressed. I've been seeing people so upset and be like, it, it, it could be easy to get in a funk. And I feel like once you get in focusing that, on the negative, you just keep on focusing on the negative and mm-hmm. it kind of just puts you in this downward spiral. Where you're just- yeah. But here's my challenge to you guys. If that's you and you feel like, oh, this year just hasn't gone the way I wanted. Everything sucks. I didn't hit, I didn't hit my goals. I wanted to go to LashCon. I'm not going to be able to go or whatever it is. Like, instead of thinking of all the things you didn't accomplish in the last nine months, I'm going to challenge you guys to change your perspective and look at it like the glass, maybe not half full because it's only three months, but we're going to look at it as like the glass is three quarters, not three quarters empty, but one quarter full. And so you have three months left in three months. You can just waste it away and say, Oh, boohoo. I didn't hit what I wanted to. Or in three months, I mean, three months is more than enough time to show up on social media every single day. That's a hundred days of social media. Or if you just get out every day and you get out every single day, meet a hundred new people. If you meet a a new person every day and you get a new person every day. I'm sorry. Meeting one new person every day should not be difficult. Go to the fucking park, go to the bus stop, go to. And and the crazy part about this is, is that once you get one person, like I said, said, even if you get them in for a model, and you give them a, and don't tell nobody, but that one person's going to, they're going to go and hang out with 10 10 other people. And then people are going to ask them so it's so does it's not even about like making money right right then right right, right plant now. the seed plant the seed because that person could go out and they're going to talk to 10 people and then or you be- could just stay home and cry yourself to sleep for the rest of the year and then in january 1st you'll be worse off than you were because somebody else is going to listen to this podcast and do exactly what we said and they're going to be a hundred people in front of you and so it's like yes like what hakeem said is just like so perfect like you 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 literally have a choice today like you have three months to go do a hundred free sets. I mean, that's exaggerating, obviously, but but like you have three months to go do some free sets, to spend the time binging our podcast and listening to every episode. You have a hundred days left in the year to decide that you're going to maybe take that class. Maybe you have a little bit of change. You're going to take that class for that wispy class or that marketing class or whatever class it is that you, you feel is going to take you to the next level. You have a hundred days to show up on social media. And then don't just take the class implement. I feel like there's a lot of people that take classes and they just sit sit in their brain. They just sit in their brain. They know how they have all this knowledge, but yeah, they're not putting it out into the universe. You've got a hundred days guys. Don't think of it as, you know, 200 days past. Think of it as you have 
a hundred days left in the year. And this year could still be the best year ever. It might not have been all the things you thought it was going to be, but it could be so many other things. It could be the start, start of your momentum. For sure. I mean, don't wait until new year's. Like that's where the mistake is. So hopefully that was really helpful. And we will see you guys at LashCon because our next episode, uh, we might do one more. We might do, we might one, do more. one more, but either way, I hope we see we'll you see at LashCon, LashCon and make sure you say hi.